Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get ready to podcast. I'm ready. Ready? Three, two. And we're ready. Blast <clears throat> off. Ooh, that's a good sound effect. Can you do it one more time? I'm pretty sure that that's what goes on at SpaceX Mm-mm. when they're, t- they're planning the mission. That's yep. how they start. He goes, and imagine, and then, and somebody in the background goes. Yeah. It's usually Elon Musk on the PA system. <laughs> All right, guys, at this point, I want the rocket. How come you're sounding so weird? Because doesn't he have an odd accent? He it's, does, but it's not British. That was like he's like it was South African meets Canadian meets American. Yeah, he's been all over. And I, I, I. It's a different kind of accent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's, it's South African. Yeah, I think it's that. I think it's the remnants of that. But um, anyways, welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I, Hello, I'm Katie. I'm Sean. Howdy do. <sighs> Serenity now. Last week, uh, YouTube held our podcast in purgatory. Yes. T- it's like they didn't like our conversation about Easter and the priest and, the, and they held us in purgatory. They're like, you want to know what this is like? We're going to not process your video for like six days. Well, I believe that at some point, <laughs> Google is going to try and replace uh, Jesus. I think that this is the, you know. They, you have, ever, they have a God complex. Have you ever seen that? Uh, image of Mark Zuckerberg, not that he's Google, but another one of these billionaires. Tech billionaires. Yeah. Um, he's staying there and he is showing the Pope a... Yes, I remember. Yeah, it's a drone. A drone. Because they want to put a fleet of drones in the sky to provide internet to everyone. And the Pope was looking at like, oh no. Yeah, like... Damn it, that's our gig. No, 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 We're no. We're the ones no, who... No, no, no. Offer a communication network around the world. Do they though? Well, I think they used to. There's pigeon carrier. They, they haven't really updated, so they're being disrupted. Yeah. Keith. Right. Oh, Roxy liked that. Um, I put peanut butter in her chewy, hoping to get us some time, but she has already come out anew. You Just know kidding. what they say in the dog world? <laughs> hmm. Peanut butter is a poor substitute for a squirrel. True, true. We have baby squirrels in our area. My goodness, Spring has cute. sprung. They're awfully cute, but they're also baby so they don't know any better and she will certainly kill them it's like a gerbil with a fluffy tail and there's like four of them scrapping in our backyard yeah i know i don't even think they know quite yet to run from her but she's on a leash so luckily this morning for one because it did not move up the tree very quickly it was like doing something you know where they scuffle at the bottom they're like i think i left something here and um but she had her bone so in the morning when i take her out I take her down kind of partially around the block and she'll pee and poo. And once she's gone pee and poo, she gets a little, her little reward, her cow tail chewy. And when she has that in her mouth, 
beelines it for the house. She's like, it's time for me to lay down and chew this shit. And I don't want to be out here where people can mess with me. And that squirrel was lucky that she had that in her mouth. She stopped and was like, mm. and she looked at me and I said, do you want to go home? And she was like, yeah, I do. Fuck the squirrel. It's not enough meat on a squirrel. <laughs> not a juvenile squirrel. Also anyways. not guaranteed tasty. Right. Bone guaranteed tasty. It's like a banana that's green mm-hmm. and it's not quite ripe yet. Not guaranteed tasty. You don't eat the juvenile squirrel. I actually don't mind a kind of green banana. Not fully oh, green. I thought you were going to say a squirrel. No, it's like a you banana. did grow up in the country. <laughs> Hey, Papa. <laughs> no, we're not. The, <laughs> Can I get rude. the BB Rider out? <laughs> how Red Rider. Red Rider. Red Rider BB. His suburban is showing. Don't even. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever eaten squirrel. I've eaten a lot of animals because my dad was a hunter. Opossum? No. Oh, possibly. Not any, what I would call. Uh, Rodents? M- yeah, meat. Meat you can find on the street. Street meat. Country street meat. Didn't find to haven't eaten any of that but i have eaten like elk and uh deer bear uh, ca- uh caribou i'm not gonna lie goat. i'd eat any of it i really don't care if it's Mountain a squirrel goat. i'm just gonna need like six squirrels it's like chicken wings right i'm sure i'm i mean sure. I, I don't want you know unsavory tasting ones I, i'd like a nice wild ones grazing on chestnuts or whatever mm, that of course you, know, you don't want a garbage squirrel yeah remember but- the foster chickens commercials Yes, where they're like eating pizza and stuff. Yeah, there are plumpers and they're like driving around in a dirty car. <laughs> yes. I think one of them was smoking. He was probably. You don't want to eat those chickens. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You want a, one that's been raised on uh, gravel and grubs. Gravel and grubs, gravel and grubs, you know. <laughs> Regular chicken stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, the the baby squirrels are out. Roxy's acutely aware. Um, what else is going on in our world? Whew, so much going on in our world. Let me tell you. The studio build continues to be a thorn in my butt. Yes. And you just want to <laughs> punch people. Like, the, what was that game where you just like hit the buttons and the little, they just go like this until one of their heads would pop up? Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. It's that like, was like a analog game, you know, yeah. before video games. What was it Why called? am I saying it weird? I was trying to enunciate. I forget. Was that Punch-Out? It's Punch not out? normal. No. I think it is Punch-Out. I'll look no, it up. No, Punch-Out's the first boxing video game I played. Oh, that's a video With game. No, this is bowl. not a video game. This is like Hungry Hungry Hippos, but instead of them eating marbles, you punch in until the head pops up. Oh, yeah. Mattel was great at that. Yeah. Unfortunately, Mattel is also good at making weapons. I think they're a defense contractor. No, yeah. that can't be right. Well, that seems someone crazy. Someone needs to Google it. I'll Google it in a second. Oh. One Google at a time, Sean. One. So it's a punching game where head pops up yep look at people are looking this up i tell you you know it's the age of nostalgia and therefore rock'em sock'em rock'em sock'em rock'em sock'em how can i forget that you got rock'em sock'em from uh it still exists you can still buy it and i love that they give a retro now like original right right knock his block off it says it's red versus blue Mm -hmm. always was was it really yeah you got to change that that's just dividing the nation Oh, pfft. Crips and Bloods, Crips Democrats and Republicans. Republicans. Wouldn't that be something if the Republicans started, you know, hanging with the Bloods and mm-hmm. the Democrats started rolling with the Crips? They see me rolling. They hate I'm it. Biden. What else, what else da, am da, I Googling da, here? Oh, uh, hmm. Oh, is Mattel, mm-hmm. is Mattel Corp a defense contractor? Dun, 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 dun. So, yeah, I will have to look because I can't imagine... M-R-T-T-R-N-S. What do they make? Plastic guns? 
common AR-15 myth. Did Mattel manufacture it? It's a myth. The myth about Mattel helping to make M-16s is true, but saying that Mattel manufactured it is a bit misleading because they never actually did. Well, that's kind of a a loose answer. We need a new answer. New answer. New answer. So Mattel Incorporated yeah. designs, manufactures, distributes. Why do you accept? I accept thermonuclear the bombs and rock'em sock'em. Maybe I also feel like you accept all the cookies, yet nobody delivers them. Mattel Incorporated designs, manufactures, distributes, and markets toys and family products. Okay, that we the, knew. The company's product portfolio includes fashion dolls, accessories, vehicles, playsets, yada 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 yada. Um, Hellfire missiles. They also have card games. Oh, Uno. Uno, yeah, Uno, <laughs> Hot Wheels, Power Wheels, Mega, Fisher Price, Polly Pocket, American Girl, Barbie, the Iron Dome. They own everything. Holy Jesus! Yeah. Wow. But no, uh, no weapons, huh? It doesn't say that. It it says that. Uh, there's also a pervasive myth that the toy manufacturer Mattel, famous for children's toys such as Barbie and Hot Wheels, was responsible for manufacturing the military's version of the AR-15 during the Vietnam War. Yeah, the M-16. Is that it says AR-15. AR okay. Then it says the M-16, which maybe that's the same. I don't know why you'd have a different number. The military equivalent to the AR-15. That's why. Why well, would just name it the fucking? Same I think thing. one is fully automatic, and the other one is. Uh, why do we need those kinds of a rifle? Okay. I think they're both rifles. I don't it know. It became the Army's standard rifle in the 1960s. So it saw a rapid upswing in production and use during the Vietnam War, replacing the M14. It was generally well received, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. Oh, Colt Firearms Corporation bought the rights to the AR 15 in 1959, the same year Barbie was first introduced to the American public. We'll come back to this in a moment because it's important. This oh, is a boy. lot, Sean. Okay. Well, so we, the myth about Mattel helping to make M16s is true. And there's a lot. We can put the link below. I don't want to read five no, paragraphs. No, that's fine. Don't worry about it. But that. saying that Mattel manufactured it's a bit misleading because they never actually manufactured a firearm. They just made one of the plastic components that goes in the gun. Okay. It was a patriotic way for the toy makers to support our troops and provide a low-cost addition to the firearm. Well, then I stand corrected because in my mind, it's I built much to be like... the M16's hand grip. Oh, okay. And it has Mattel's logo on it. Fits G.I. Joe's hand just right. As soon as they started gaining notoriety for their involvement, they stopped embossing the logo. Oh. Because they're like, we're just doing this. Like, we don't need anybody, you know. While the grips no longer bore the Mattel logo, that didn't mean they had stopped making that part. They continued to do so and simply stopped adding their logo. But at that point, the damage was done. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. That's it. Okay. So I was wrong. They're not making thermonuclear devices or. Nope. 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 They make plutonium a plastic hand grip. To help out our troops. Only for those guns, not the ones that people, you know. Okay. Well, we're watching. And a vigilant public. Blah, 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 blah. And a vigilant. <laughs> vigilant public. And a vigilant public. Say we that keep our eye on these corporations. Mm -hmm. We know what you're up to. Yes, yes. Nabisco. What? You don't know about Nabisco? Is this a conspiracy episode? <laughs> they put a lot of salt and stuff. And that's why I have they hypertension. Do. That's why I stop eating it. I know I don't. You know I don't eat Nabisco. That's like your dad hating Nestle. Oh yeah, but that's for good reason. He's like Nestle they own everything. Is a strange corporation. He gets really mad. He's like they own water rights. Yeah, that's not right. Shouldn't buy water right. rights and exclude native communities from having access to it. That's Talking very about Nestle is the only time your your dad reminds me of uh, George Costanza's dad. It's not right. <laughs> I won't stand for it. Don't buy anything. 
from them ever. It's a pretty good uh, impersonation. You know? Jerry Jer- Jerry line. Stiller, is it? That was Ben Stiller's Yeah, Ben dad? Stiller's dad. Wow, imagine growing up with that guy as your pop. I know. So talented. So funny. I grew up with my own version. <laughs> yep, he wasn't he, he wasn't loud like that. A French-Canadian version. Wait. Okay. So oh. we went to L.A., and there's a, a lot bit of we work. Can, there's a lot we can tell you about that. However, because this is a nice transition, we ran into said Quebecois. Oh, it's, it's so lovely to meet people uh, out in the wild, you know, uh, francophones specifically. I, was, I love it. I there were a great. ton of French people in Santa Monica in particular. Yes, we were walking along the street. Uh, when we were done work, we were going to go grab a bite to eat, right? Mm-hmm. And as we're walking down the boulevard, we ran into, at, we didn't run into them. They were in front of us. And I was like, <gasps> You my spidey like senses, my French spidey senses were tingling. And I turned to Sean, I was like, French? And he's like, oui. But not Actually, our... Actually, he said, oui. Yeah, not our Quebecois. And you knew they were French from France or somewhere. It you was were, French from like, France. Hmm. It wasn't It wasn't Quebecois. Because yeah. then we ran into the, the people from Quebec. Ten I, minutes later. Immediately. Group. You know a Quebecer when you hear a Quebecer. When you hear a Parisian, it's very different sounding French. Yeah, but they were very nice. Oh, super sweet. And you turned to him and you said, are you from Montreal? And he was like, yeah. Or no, I said, what part of Quebec are you from? No, you said, are you from oh, Montreal? did I say from Montreal, yeah. Yeah, and he said, yeah, wow. Wow, oh my God, guys. <laughs> it was you know, that kind of an accent. He was all excited. It was cute. And then uh, he and Julie, uh-huh, so it was wife. Max and Julie. Max and Julie. They were visiting California. Mm-hmm. For her birthday, it was a surprise. Yeah, and fortunate. cute that we ran into them because they didn't know much about um, uh, California. It was their first adventure. Yeah, where to go. They went downtown thinking downtown would be like the place to hang out. And in LA, if you're from Los Angeles, you're like, uh, absolutely not. It's a little messy and broken. It's it's a almost like relics of what used to be. And it's just dangerous. Yeah. For the most part, it's pretty messy. And there's Skid Row has expanded during COVID to like, crazy proportion yeah. so they it's asked her very... like is it all is it always dirty like that yeah they're they said, like why is there like people yeah. strewn about the streets and stuff and i'm like well we have some a, areas don't have we it. have an opioid crisis yeah i'm sure there's like some nicer i mean there was a period of time where every once in a blue moon we'd be like oh we'll go down to have dinner down there yeah um but that's part of the reason why i never applied to usc because my mom and i drove and no offense to usc it's a beautiful school and a beautiful campus but the surrounding areas are very sketch and then they asked about hollywood is hollywood the place to go and i was like, I was like no, not really it's pretty pretty bad yeah. again homeless and crime you don't want to be and walk Hollywood's around. always you can just check been, out but i feel like hollywood is the equivalent of uh times square in new york where like you don't really want to hang out there it's a tourist trap you times know, like, square is cleaner for sure true and um, it seems like los angeles has really let things go you know in it I don't want to go down this path. Kind We're of feels pull like out of the pit of despair. Feels like Niagara Falls, kind of. You know, like it's like it is a little touristy, kitschy, kitschy. touristy. There's a ton of like the wax museums and and. But if you want to see Groman's Chinese Theater, which is usually what people that's like when I went came to L.A. for the first time, I wanted to see it with the hand prints. You know? Or grown man's dressed as uh, Spider Man's and all this. Not grown man, Groman's Chinese. Theater. I was just building on what you said. <laughs> but yes, grown men are dressed like Spider Man. Sometimes you'll see one or two Spider Man at the same time. You might. And then they pretend to duke it out. Which is um, kind of, I enjoy that. It's, it's very funny. But there's also like, it's just a mall. And I mean, it's not, the reason Sean and I would ever go into Hollywood is for two reasons and two reasons only. Comedy and live music. <sighs> well, the Sunset Strip. So Hollywood. Well, Viper Room. Yeah, that stores, area I dig. But that's different than like. To me, it's a whole different neighborhood. Chinese theater and that stuff. It's a yeah. whole different neighborhood. You're almost. In North Hollywood. 
Not we, really, but you know. No, but it's like essentially the part that we like is just like out of West Hollywood. It's north of West Hollywood. So just so you know, with the way that it kind of runs along Santa Monica Boulevard, that's probably the easiest to track. You go through Beverly Hills, then you hit West Hollywood, then you hit Hollywood, then you hit North Hollywood, and then you're into, I don't even know. Pasadena. No, it doesn't go. I don't even know where it goes. Anyway, but even Sunset, you could say the same thing. Then you end up inevitably all the way down in like a Echo Park slash Silver Lake. I just would have loved to have seen it. There's two eras that I mm-hmm. would have really liked to have seen Los Angeles. Actually, there's many eras. And but the part of Hollywood that we like is just out of West Hollywood, barely into Hollywood. The Around 1920, mm-hmm. 1930, mm-hmm. the buildings that you see in Los Angeles, a lot of them are built during that era when Los Angeles yes. really booms. Yes. And it is gorgeous. You, you see the remnants of these structures and you're like, my goodness, what a magnificent city this once was. Yeah. It's like Detroit. Detroit oh, is Detroit's a stunner. Beautiful. The homes, and those brick buildings, those gorgeous old brick buildings, office buildings. It's really a beautiful yeah. town. For whatever reason, it isn't anymore, mm-hmm. but it's coming back. And Los Angeles, it also is gorgeous. Like the architecture is stunning, and it'll so come back. It's I, just in a rough period. Yeah, it may be thirty years, maybe you know, but whatever. Oh, no, it's always going to be warm and sunny. So, mm-hmm. or maybe it won't be. Maybe it'll be. It was cold, cold when we were there. Snowy. I was like, ugh. Um, but so the, the 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, I would have loved to have seen, actually, any time between the 1920s. And the 60s? And the early 80s. Hmm. That would have been, I, I would have really liked to have seen it. Right you were before born the, too late, uh, Sean. The crack yeah. epidemic, you know, because that's when. Things start to derail. Yeah. Yeah. Although there were seedy times, obviously, in What's, the 70s. I haven't been. Um, but. To yep. see it in the 60s, you know, like when it was the epicenter of so many things. Yeah. It really was. And all we're living in now, I think when people show up there, they're showing up because of the echoes from history. I think so too. But you also know, like, it is still Los Angeles. It's still where like, if you want to see a show, it's in LA at least once. If you want good food, it's in LA. It's like New York, you know, it's a big city and LA is known for... <clears throat> Hollywood, not the city, but Hollywood as a whole, like celebrity and movies and premieres. But I think that that also has, uh, it seems like we're mm-hmm. we're post-Hollywood, you know, um, where movies can be made anywhere, where the rise of the digital entertainer, the creator yeah. who creates out of their house becomes bigger than, like Mr. Beast is pulling bigger numbers than ABC, CBC, But there will still be space CNN. for what we'd call traditional media. I think you're, I think it's a little short-sighted to say that like, Hollywood ceases to exist because people still want to watch real films. No, Mr. Beast is the new, um, he's the new Mission Impossible. No. Yeah, he's replacing Tom Cruise. The thing is, is people aren't actors. Sean's lying also, by the way, just BT dubs if you didn't catch that. Um, But like YouTubers, a lot of them are not actors. Some are, some have made the jump, but I think there's always space for actual films yeah and i'm sure some people on youtube create beautiful films i'm not saying they can't but i'm saying that there's always room for that in our society and people still even to this day like would consider uh john legend or a jennifer aniston especially our generation would be like oh well that's a famous person they'd be like what about you know mr beast or jimmy you know they'd be like i don't know who that is you know right there's different generations will know different things. And I think there's always this space for everybody. And there's different mediums, right? Just like if you're a a painter, mm-hmm. you probably know how to sketch. 
So charcoal, mm-hmm. colored pencil, watercolor, oil. You know, you probably work with all these mediums, right? Okay, yeah. Um, and then there's different surfaces that you paint on. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're just living in a golden age of being able to create. Mm-hmm. So you're able to use, uh, if you're so so fortunate to use the real big boy toys uh, in Hollywood, if someone will approve your budget, which they usually have to play it safe now because it's board of directors. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, the high end. But I think that because everything else is eating their lunch, they have to be very selective about what they start putting out going forward. So we're going to see less uh, volume being put out by Hollywood. I think we've already seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And then you have all these amazing new creators who are showing up. And I'm just, I'm in awe of it because when I first got into production mm-hmm. in the uh, late 90s, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you couldn't afford to make a film or show it anywhere. You had to really you scrape have to and rent scrape. And you have to do, yeah. And now a lot of. you can, you know, uh, create and deploy your content globally within five seconds. I it's know, it's really crazy cool. But it's interesting though because I find, um, like I follow some tra- what I'd call a traditional celebrities. I follow like Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Garner, and they both create stuff online. Also, yeah, like they not always have they don't always have like YouTube channels, but they have you know TikToks and Instagrams, and they do all the trends and all the little short videos and all that stuff. Do you think that's uh, so? They they've decoupled maybe not decoupled, but they've started their own little siloed business Mm -hmm. they hire a team maybe Mm -hmm. they've got like i'm sure they hire people yeah yeah and then they just they're their own studios at this point right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think it's wonderful and especially if someone's a a creative spirit yeah the barrier to entry is so low it used to be you'd have to have a a printing press yeah you know to be able to get the word it's kind of fun i don't know if it's the uh interns or whoever that they their social media managers that they have doing all the edits i would assume so but you still get a little bit of their personality based on like what they do and whether again it's their personality or it's their social media manager's personality we'll never know but jennifer garner is one of my favorites because she'll um she kind of has like a pretend cooking show where she's like so the kids aren't up and i have a hankering for muffins cinnamon roll whatever it is she's like so we're gonna make them she's like one of my favorite she's always talking a little quiet because the kids are asleep because she does it when the kids are asleep and it's it's very the thing I like about her most I think is the disarming nature of it because sure she's in like a 10 million dollar house in Brentwood and the kitchen is beautiful but she still is cooking just like you and I and getting flowers she's like oh, crap and like you well know. and that's that's also something that she's been able to to sell right mm-hmm. is her all-american yes visage. She's from, her face is like it's she just looks like uh the girl next door yeah the basic girl or the the super popular kid in high school that's that, kind of like katie Holmes. she had that look too yeah yeah it's yeah. a very like uh yeah you everybody knows someone like her but she's from wisconsin or somewhere in the midwest i forget and she has a company called once upon a farm that like her aunt or uncle or whatever anyway it's like all organic and it's these little pouches of fruit and veggies for kids and adults you know that's another thing i love about <laughs> this era is that um and i'm sure it happened earlier on too with celebrities but now they all branch out into being moguls yeah a celebrity is no longer like oh i go to work at the studio and that's it yeah you don't have to wait for the next film or whatever no they buy their own companies they Mm -hmm. sell them look at ryan reynolds for gosh sakes he is hideous (laughs) no jessica (laughs) alba is another good example like the honest company is her yeah yeah, it's really crazy. I ran into her at Whole Foods in Brentwood, and that was actually one of those 
star sightings where it wasn't appropriate for me to say something because I'm will always say something. Like I always tell people, I'm like, if you meet, if you see me out in public, say something. That's your opportunity. It's your chance. I don't, I don't care. They don't care. It's part of what we do. Just be like, obviously not an asshole to anybody, but she was already being like bothered by paparazzi trying to get into her Prius. And then they like kind of blocked her car so she couldn't quite get out. So she just like sat in her car for, and I was like, this is horrible. And I immediately, like I had to get out and I was like a couple cars. So I like backed up a little bit more than I had to. So the guy had to like move back so I could get out. And then she was able to escape from that situation. But it was just weird. Hmm. I was like, ooh, that's kind of icky. Normally I'd just be like, huh? Like I'd say something like, hey, I'm a big fan of you. And then moonwalk out of that situation. But I didn't even get that chance. She was already being harassed. Bummer. Harassment. I ran into her at lunch one day in Beverly Hills. Oh, did you? Yeah. She was in line. I didn't say hi either. Yeah. It's it's sometimes not appropriate. You're like, this is I think it's just a given. You know, they do their thing. You do your thing. Yeah. Because I'm sure they were dying to walk up to me and be like, hey, (laughs) why are you wearing $20 sneakers? Mm -hmm. Because I'm that cool in Beverly Hills. I don't have to wear the $1,000 sneakers. Right. Nobody needs to. One person I would love to run into because I know that she just walks about in New York all the time is Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh. I'd be like, I would have to say something. What if she wasn't nice? Ruined forever. I know. I know that's the risk, right? It's a risk worth taking. She may be like, well, what if we were best friends, Katie? It, that's not what's going to happen. But everybody that I've seen write about her, uh, anything, it says they've said hi to her and she's super friendly. Oh, cool. You have to be. Your brand is because it used to be back in the day, you could be an asshole and it would never get out because no one had a phone or I camera. I think in general, just don't be a dickwad. That's my Those rule. are the rules of OTDM land. Those are the rules of the world. And as I see it, it never pays to be a dickwad. And especially, even more so kind mm-hmm. if you're public facing. Like, I will never like David Spade because he was so terrible. Mm. He was such an asshole. I've only met a few like real assholes in my day. Even some of them YouTubers won't call them out here because. I mean, I could. I think there's but. jerks in all walks of life, no matter yeah. what your job is, mm-hmm. you know, but. Uh, yeah, because some people are just, yeah. I've been working on a video about being taken advantage of, and I think that's dredged up some like old shitty ways that people treated us back in the day. Uh-huh. I'm like, you sons of bitches. Well, Katie, mm-hmm. um, something happened this week what around happened? the house, and uh, it's been slowly happening, and I've been noticing this slow process, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, we don't know enough about things because we're not, this is our first home. I'm not so smart in the home ownership uh, department. So Me I get taken neither. advantage of. And But here's what I think happened. So we have mm-hmm. countertops. We do. Can you imagine that? Countertops. Uh, they're our Oof. very own. Well, actually the bank owns them, but we need to take care of them. We so own that, part of them. Yes. Like one one hundredth of the countertop. I don't know if you can break a house up like that, but yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure they would. Uh, they so totally would. When they got this house ready for sale, I think they did their own quick update. Uh, and Re- so refresh, they... I would call it, because you see it in a lot of things. Like they repainted everything, but instead of like cleaning and do it's like things are painted over a little, almost felt a little bit like a rental apartment. Not really, but. No, it's nicer than that. Yes. But, but you there know, are certain places for sure. Where like you painted over that thing in the window. I'm like, I think we have a leak. And now we definitely do, but they painted over it. Right. And the weird extra caulking they just put like in the shower. And I'm like, that wasn't necessary. You know. Mm-hmm. So this was another one of those. Yeah. So I, the countertops are granite. They look beautiful. But then about a year into living here, 
I started noticing like little scratch marks and, and then little, like little pitting. Yeah, and I would feel it when I would wipe the counter clean. Yeah. You'd feel it and I'd be like, oh, there's something there. And I'd be like, oh, no, that's the counter. I don't know. I, I took like, a piece of rock out of the counter. <laughs> uh, but then recently it's gotten really bad. Mm-hmm. And I found a divot the size of my pinky nail. Yeah, and good. I was like, what the fuck? Is, what is this? And I wanted to blame everyone but myself. It's because we haven't sealed it. That's it. I... I looked up online because I remember hearing somewhere you should seal granite. My mom had said something about that too. Do you have to seal this? Do you have to work on it? And we were like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There was nothing in this five-page letter about the plants that told us anything about our countertop. So that's this weekend's task. We're we're homeowners now. And so I, I went to the internet and I was like, do I click, 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 have to, click, 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 click. And sure enough, my buddy Bob Vila popped up. Bob oh, Vila. Bob Vila. Love a Bob Vila. He has all the answers. He has all the answers. I used to watch him as a kid with my dad. Dear Mr. Vila. I have been a fan of yours since 1983. I was wondering if I have to seal my was granite Was he part of this old house also? He is this old house. Mm. Him and Nam Abrams. Yeah, nah, Norm. Nam. Norm. Nam. Um, but they're in like Boston area. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Um, my dad would watch this old house and Bob Vila stuff. It's a great show. And then there was some fishing show we watched, which was incredibly boring. Fishing with Merle Livebait. You keep saying that, but I don't think that's what it is. Okay. Um, I'd have to look it up. Rod Bass. Bass Masters. Bass, no. Bass, Bass. I think it was like Franklin's Fishing or something. Um, well, Bob Vila, here's what was cool back in the day. And we saw this with Cheers as well. When we were watching it, they would take the show and they would develop mm-hmm. it. It would take a little while. You know, they would have pauses. They would consider things that are being said. Same thing. And this is the same era, right? In the 80s. Mm-hmm. Bob Vila, they would take like five, six episodes, I don't know, to build a house, to work yeah. on a house. So well, it's more reasonable. Yeah, now they just flip them like, boom, pimp my ride, pimp my house. And the house is like jinky. You're like, ugh. Like you're just putting, sh- you know, shiplap everywhere <laughs> and like cutting out walls. Like mm-hmm. the house needs walls. Stop taking the walls down, Stacy. you know? Yeah. And the, the, the dude is always happy to swing a sledgehammer. You never see him pick up a nail gun. He just wants to do the smash. Just likes to smash. On all those shows. I just like to smash. Yeah, and then they, I don't know. I think it, it's- There's ever- fish, fish burn. I don't think that's it. Uh-huh. Continue. Murray's fishing. Do you do you know what noodling is? Timmy Horton outdoors. I don't know. My mom would probably remember, and I don't remember what it was called. Mm-hmm. I'm onto this fishing thing. You're into the. You're already in home renovations. Do you do you know what noodling is? Yes. What is noodling? Isn't noodling when you do don't you um, put your hand in and you it's uh they it's actually very dangerous. Don't noodle. But you're supposed to wear a glove. But the like real. I don't know, OG Louisiana fishermen, because it's in swamps. You go under and catfish will, you do this and they'll bite on, they'll think you're something they want to eat and then you pull them up. Yeah. But their fish, their, their teeth go this way no. in their mouth. No. So you don't want to pull, then you get caught and you get cut. Is that what it is? Yeah. I thought it was the gills that would get you. No, you got to be careful. So I was introduced to this maybe 20 People years ago. People wear like the Kevlar type gloves and then they're fine. Okay. That makes sense. But there's a, a there's actually an art to it because a lot of them are like, oh, you only get hurt. Yeah, you got to make your fingers dance like a little worm. You you you, you wiggle, wiggle it just, just a, a little, little bit. bit as a worm, and so then the fish <laughs> will come out of its uh, muddy place. hole. Yeah, it's, it's and <laughs> and it'll. But then you, the thing is, is the guy said that everybody's instinct when something bites your hand. I remember watching this randomly on probably like the Discovery Network at Larry and my mom's house. Um, is to pull their arm back, and when you do, they you get the their oh. teeth in you. But if you're just calm about it. Then just let them crawl up on. Well, your then hand. I think there's something you can do, and they'll open up like wah, and then you're like, I got gotcha. you. 
you grab his, his gizzard on the inside. Maybe. And, and then he goes, in, Give him an inverted gizzard. Yeah. Nothing gets you like a gizzard. Right. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I saw when I was younger. That's noodling. Mm-hmm. A version of noodling that happens in Africa, mm-hmm. except they're hunting giant snakes. Yes. Well, aren't they hunting giant snakes in Florida? Because they have like an overgrown amount yeah. of certain things yep. there. It's a very, I don't know what it's called. Is it pythons? I think in pythons. I think it's, I think pythons. it's pythons. Yeah. Um, in Africa, though, and I don't know what kind of snake it is, but what they do is they they take, uh, they're, they're basically hunting snake, I think, for food. And so yeah. a snake has a burrow in the ground. We had rattlesnake sausage and it was actually very good. It's great. It just still grosses me out to think about it. Yeah, but. Think of all the fun we have every uh, second while. I got the the rattlers. Mm -hmm. No, no. (laughs) So, but the snake is in the burrow underground, and then what they do is they they try and lure him out. And the way they lure him out is they take one of the tribesmen and they wrap him in cotton from the waist down, and they lower him into the hole. And he wiggles his little leg. Yeah, I kid you not. I kid you not. He wiggles his legs, and then the snake grabs hold, and they pull him out by they pull him out by his arms. And so, that poor guy. The sna- well, the problem is, so you have to be the toughest guy in the village. But they only wrap you in cotton. They don't- I think they do a pretty good job. Like they wrap you, so you don't get like bit and die. Yeah. Well, so that it doesn't get a good, you know, good chunk out of you. But the problem is, is if the snake is underground and wraps his tail around a well, root system pull. or something, he he's gonna win, right? Because it's a, <gasps> just a giant muscle. So you're gambling that you know. So no. If no, you ever ab- do this, absolutely hash. No, absolutely not. Zero out of ten babe, chance. Of- I got you. Nope. If we ever do this, nope. we'll just make sure there's not a tree around the the snake hole, and we're good. We're never going to do this. I'll go in the hole. I'm not afraid of this. I'm not putting you in. I'm not putting anybody in that hole. I'll be like Forrest Gump, jump in the hole first, head first with a gun. Why is that Forrest Gump? You never seen? You mean Forrest- Indiana Jones? No, Forrest Gump does that in uh, Gump in the hole in uh, Forrest Gump. He's in Vietnam and he jumps into the. Oh, I don't remember the tunnel. That part. Oh. I believe you. I've seen the film. Yeah. I only remember like the walking forever and then shit happens and the bumper sticker and Jenny and all that. He did a lot of things. Yeah, he did. I know he went to war. I just don't remember him jumping in like yeah. that. But That's where he met Lieutenant Dan. Yep. Of course. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. We just went through a whole summary of Forrest Gump. <laughs> um, what a great actor. He's so good. But anyways, I, no one's going, no one should do that. That's bad. They should got to come up with a better way. Yeah, it's like when I used to watch Dirty Jobs by what's his butt, and he'd be like, "There's got to be a better way." Remember when he was making bird food out of like suet and like, or he, he was getting in the industrial dryers, which yeah. is where the the uh, diapers were the poopy diapers. Yeah, and so he had to scrape the poop out of the, <laughs> and he's like, "There's got to be a better way." <laughs> or when he was underneath the house, yeah, with, with the, the, uh, the, the, the vermin, and, mm-hmm. yeah, and mm-hmm. the, he they had Pedzel headlamps on. The guy's like, "I think it's over there." And they, they wiggle their they way. wiggle their way over to over there, which is very far yeah, under the under deck. a home. So yeah, and then uh, he gets there and he tells Mike, "Pull it by its tail." So Mike pulls by its tail, and it turns around, doesn't it? No, it was rotten, and so as he pulls oh, the tail, just... half of the critter slid off of its skeleton. Mike Rowe almost booted right there. He's like, because <laughs> you also can't get away. You're like, and I think he said his signature line: "There's got to be a better way." Yeah, he would always say that, and you're like, "Yes." This looks terrible. Yeah. Why are we still doing it like this? You <sighs> might ask. Wait, wait, don't go anywhere. We're going to tell you more gross stories. <laughs> oh, you know uh, the garbage patch in the Pacific? The yes, giant garbage the patch? the island? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That thing's big. It's, I think, like three times the size of Texas. I don't know how big it is, but it's I know it is. It's floating out there between Hawaii and California. 
just floating. And I thought that's disgusting. But I read a story where it was kind of cool. So how? Well, yes. Also, why are we so dirty? I don't know. Plastic in the ocean is such a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Our poor little ocean dwellers. Well, check this out. Mm -hmm. So this floating mat of plastic that's out there and it's bad for the environment. Apparently, a bunch of critters that usually live along the coast, crabs and Mm -hmm. whatever else, they've found their way to the trash island Island. Mm -hmm. and they're making it a home. Like there's a bunch of critters that live on it now. Look at how adaptive they are. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is great. Crabs with plastic straws, crabs with plastic hats. It's actually just a garbage pail, but you know, they don't know that. Put on a little jacket. It's yeah. actually like, you know, a Coke can, yeah. like the little. But there's a ton of uh, critters that typically would live along the coast that are floating, you know. Oh, because it's like the coast almost. 2,000 like miles away. And coast, yeah. yeah, they don't know the difference. Yeah. But I thought, well, at least it's like it's an not, artificial reef. At least it's not terrible. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's terrible, but. How thick know. is that thing? Is it like, is it just like I don't know how surface big it level is or, how or is many, it like eight how feet How many deep? like pounds of garbage it is? I have no idea. Why aren't we picking it up and recycling it? There's got to be energy value in it. Yeah. Well, I don't know why they don't get it. Remember we watched that one documentary at the BAMP Film Festival called uh, The Dark Dark Side of the Sun or what was it? Remember? And then oh. they skied or skied. They, uh, they surfed. I don't remember where they were in the Arctic Circle somewhere. I think they're in Finland. 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 Anyway, during their time there, because of the like bay that they were staying at, and I forget exactly where it was, but they would pick up the trash that would come up inevitably onto their little cute beach area. And it was freezing there, by the way. It's not like it was warm. Anyway, so they started collecting it, and that's how they built their home, was just out of like random shit that... Yeah, I guess a lot of stuff falls off of ships. And then they And kept I didn't realize it. that, but it makes sense. And then they scheduled to have like a helicopter or something come and pick it up and like take it away. And as it flew away, the guy's like, watch this go and drop it back in the ocean. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Coca-Cola yes. is trying to change with the times. Because I guess uh, sugary beverages that uh, make you sick over time, you know, it's not very good <laughs> for you. So they're they're trying to change their ways. And okay. yeah, so they're they're moving to sparkling water. They have purchased Topo Chico, as you may or may not know. And now, so Topo Chico is a mineral water from Mexico. Excellent. Big carbonated bubbles. I love it. We do love Topo but Chico. But now that Coca-Cola owns it, I'm suspicious. What are you putting in it? Is it going to be caffeinated? You know, is it going to have hints of cola? Anyways. Hints of cola. No, I mean... I would hope that when one company uh, purchases another smaller company, that they don't change what it is that people already love. Because that brought right. that was what brought the value of that company to their awareness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be like, I don't know, um, Adidas trying to purchase Crocs and then making them out of a different material. You'd be like, well, now they're just some ugly fucking shoes. You know what Adidas stands for? Every All day all... I dream about soccer. Oh, I was going to say supper. I'm a hungry guy. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, Coca-Cola is bringing out a new flavor of Topo Chico. Oh. I know. I it, but it's a it. range of flavors. It's called Topo Chico Sabors. Is Sabors flavor? Oh, what is Sabor? I've seen it. Is it? Uh, the I, drink think it's, be... I think it's flavors in Spanish. Okay. Yeah, it is plural. There's an S. The drink will be a sparkling mineral water beverage with natural flavors and no sugar. Yeah, flavors. Is it S? Is it Sabores? S-A-B-O-R-E-S. Correct. Okay. 
three flavors, blueberry, tangerine, and lime. And we'll use ingredients from where the drink itself is produced. Oh, that's fine. I highly doubt it. I bet you it's just going to be chemicals from New Jersey. <laughs> we have a guy it's in a lab that flavors. fixes it up. But he fixes it up real good in the place where Topo... Because isn't Topo Chico from Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. Blueberry flavoring. Hmm. I don't trust no. it. I've seen one. Um, there's a different type of water, kind of like a Topo Chico from Mexico called, is it Micagura or something? Mm-hmm. There's another one. Um, let me look it up because I've seen it come up. It's at our grocery store and stuff. So it's not just they have Topo Chico. Here it is. Mineragua. Oh, Agua Mineralis. Jaritos Mineragua. Nice. And it, I was like, maybe we start going there. Heck Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Watch, they're probably owned by that's the that's the fruit syrup one yeah but yeah. they're they're probably owned by someone else too who owns Minaragua? let <laughs> us know right so uh in fact the number of young people who consumed at least one daily sugar sweetened beverage has fallen to 61 percent from 80 that's amazing well think of all the different bubbly water options we have and different things that have come about and you know fresh juice type stuff I never was into soda. That's not true. When I was like six years old, I loved First, it's orange called crush. pop. That's what I grew up calling Pap? it. Pop. Soda. Pop. Pop. Um, yeah. Did you hear something? Yeah, I thought it was like an owl or kids outside. Or okay. something. Is that what you think? Yeah, it's a stupid bird. I was just making sure it wasn't yeah. a girl crying. So I was never into pop. No, but I liked it. Um for a brief moment and then when I, I found out I wasn't good for me I yeah I every once in a while to this day will get a hankering for a Diet Coke mm. but it doesn't last for very long no and usually half a can and you're like it's plenty it's although we have people I mean my mom forever was addicted I swear to God to Diet Pepsi and then because she found out it wasn't good for her to have that much caffeine she went to caffeine free Diet Pepsi and then I remember her drinking like a shitload of it and then I, when we learned it wasn't very good, she like slowly weaned herself off. You know, it was just a funny progression. Regular, decaf, none. Yeah, because there's been several iterations that Coca-Cola and Pepsi have tried mm-hmm. to like, I don't know, get people re-energized. Yeah, about right? the, about Sody Pop. Yeah, Pepsi Clear and Coca-Cola Max or, you know, Turbo mm-hmm. This and whatever you know it's just a another little tweak of the remember thing. when we watched that one film uh it wasn't a film it was a tv show and it would talk about why we call it different things the pop cola coke uh-uh. soda no yeah it was called the 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 way the states were made or something was oh. the name of the show and they did all sorts of different things about like the u.s and how certain language words like why they speak creole in new orleans um why Texans say y'all it was all sorts of so I was really interested in that and like learning about that and they also brought in the like pop soda soda pop coke Hmm. um and the reason people call it a coke I want to say it's like Kentucky Atlanta Georgia like certain regions is because Coca-Cola's headquarters are there yeah okay because if you go out and they'll be like you want a coke and people are like sure and they're like what What kind of coke Coke? uh a Sprite Mm -hmm. yeah it's just mean pop or soda and why we call it pop in Washington, but then soda in California. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. And this, I think a lot of people think is urban legend, but it is not. Um, when Coca-Cola was first invented, mm-hmm. it wasn't invented as a beverage. To It was like a tonic. 
Yes, to, uh, and actually, had, that's why I had cocoa leaves in it because it gave people energy when they were working really long shifts. Yeah, and by law, they're the only cola company that is allowed to use the word coca. Yes. Because, because. even though they say they don't, there's still an alkaloid in there mm-hmm. uh, that is a coca alkaloid. Yeah, and it's it, like a derivative. Yeah. It's not like you're getting cocaine or anything. No, no, no. That's like But fine. don't they own like all the coca plants and shit down south? I. That's what I've heard. Yeah. It's Pretty powerful company. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Hey, uh, mm-hmm. Costco's new snack has people running back for seconds before they even hit the checkout line. Really? Do you ever find that when you look at these news headlines, this mm-hmm. is all recipes, by the way on apple news okay do you ever find when you read these headlines that you're just reading a commercial for a brand i never read headlines i don't oh. read news okay well um, i read i get my newsette in email form mm-hmm. that has no ads if it has an ad it has an asterisk so you know you're reading but it. i find like some of these articles even though they don't say ad it they feels are. like real mm-hmm. ad like because yeah well anyways uh they're basically talking about potato chips here and like but nobody really cares that much about potato chips. I do I do like potato chips, Except but I'm not for running back. This is dill pickle potato chips. <gasps> Yum. And I, love I do dill love pickle dill pickle potato chips. I do love dill pickle. Here's the problem. Here's the deal. This is where I they lost me. It's from a company called Grillo's. Grillo's potato oh. chips. Or Grillo's in conjunction. And I used to love Grillo's. I love Grillo's pickles, but they've gotten bad. They're We've very had, bad. And they're expensive. So here's here's our problem. Here's a little story. We, back in COVID times, I think it was, probably, we came across Grillo pickles, or maybe before at Whole Foods. Well, I was pregnant and craving pickles and (laughs) peanut butter. That's how it started. No, but I love pickles, and someone online had told me, there's a girl that I follow on TikTok, I think she's a Russian girl, and she swears the best pickles are these certain Russian brands she grew up on, but her second favorite were Grillo. Mm. And I was like, huh. And so I, like everybody else in the world, was like, I got to get my hands on some of these Grillo pickles. We got them. We loved them. We ate them all. They're fantastic, by the way. They had the right crisp. They had the yeah. right Amount balance of, dill of and garlic, vinegar, and, mm-hmm. and salt, and it was just perfect. So, t- and I love a good pickle. And I was like, I will put this up against any Schwartz any day, any day, any Vlasic. So anyway, we bought bunches of it over the you know the years, like a few here and there of their, and there I think it's like ten dollars or something for like a quart. Anyway, about. Six months ago, or maybe a year ago, a year and a half ago. Yeah, it was after we moved, and maybe it's because they're in Texas, and I don't know. Anyway, they started arriving like from because we get groceries delivered. They started arriving all bubbled up at the top, which to me says like it's still fermenting. I guess, which it shouldn't be fermenting; it should be pickling. Those are two different kind of chemical reactions, I guess. Anyway, well, some pickles are are fermented. And some are These are uh, quick cured. pickle. These are cured pickles, I believe. I think a true dill is supposed to be fermented to a certain... Like so a maybe slight, there should be some fermentation. But they should stop the fermentation. Don't don't make your pickles fizzy. Yeah, they're fizzy, you guys. It's disgusting. Like you bite into it, it's like foamy in your mouth. And you're like... It's such a good dill pickle. It's so bad. I actually like took them back. And it was like, like hydrogen got, peroxide It pickles. was. It was horrible. Ugh. And then I was like, you know what? Everybody gets a bad batch. Sean is not that believer. He's like, once a bad batch, I hate them forever. But we went to Whole Foods and we tried to get some and they looked fine and they were still foamy. Yeah, and, and so they were we mushy. We haven't bought them since. And I think they were maybe like frozen at some point. You know, like when yeah, something gets frozen. It's and not then, good. No bueno. No. 
So anyways, we haven't bought them since and it's a bummer because we haven't actually really replaced. We don't buy pickles anymore, really. If you have a good prickle recommendation. Let us here know. in the United States. Yeah. Get a, give us that pickle hookup. Oh. So anyways, I don't believe that article for a second. I think nope. that's just advertising. I think masquerading. so too. Masquerading. Although we are going to go to Trader Joe's this weekend and I'm very excited. It sounds silly, but we used to have a Trader Joe's like a block from our apartment and a Whole Foods and Air One all within like three blocks. And now Trader Joe's is like, it's a drive. We have Aldi around here. It's all scattered around um, Austin, but not Trader Joe's. I think it's because Whole Foods is from Austin. So maybe that's why those are, that's what we can get access to. You know, what's going to be fun about going to and Trader Costco? Joe's. What? Is that it's been a while, a yeah. hot minute since we went in and now there's going to be new product. I'm, I'm excited for the Yuzu hot sauce if they still have it. That was very good. Uh-huh. They've got so many cool they have things. so many cool products. And mm-hmm. hear me yeah. up. I'm hearing you. We have a microwave. I know we never had a microwave before. I don't know if we ever told you guys that in our apartment. We didn't have a microwave. And to be truthful, I didn't miss it. We said it was because we were hippies in Santa Monica and we're like real earthy people. We didn't want microwave power. No, we didn't. We said it's because we have no counter space. Where are we going to put it? That's right. That's right. (laughs) And I remember looking to think if I could attach it above the, (laughs) our stove. And I was like, no. Yeah. So. Well, now that we have a microwave, there's a whole freezer section. A whole new. Trader Joe's. I'm going to be pushing the, the shop cart in slow motion with one foot up in the air behind me. And you're I'll gonna get be like, some video on Woo! my Instagram. You're going to be throwing things in. What is it? With I don't care. Just throw it in the basket, soup man. Soup dumplings for everybody. You like cherry vanilla biscuit wafer dessert in the microwave? I'll be like, yes, I do. Why did we all of a sudden become I don't know. rednecks Should from I cut some that out? random? No. <laughs> I wasn't being, you know, I wasn't trying to put anyone down. I was just so excited about and that's why I was like, I, wanted, why to, I that, wanted to have a character. I felt like my. Why was that the character? <laughs> I'm going to dress up. I'm going to go to. We're going to get real country. Yep. And go for it. Trader Joe's, here we come. <laughs> Again, I'm not trying to disparage anyone. I was just having fun. That's fine. You don't have to explain yourself. The opinions <laughs> that don't matter. Who cares? Oh, Nobody. my goodness. Oh. Ladies, are you ready? And then we got to get into letters because we're okay. running out of time. But yes, ladies, are you ready? Oh, oh. what you doing? I was going to get into the letters. Oh, oh, I had to read the article. Oh, sweet mother Mary. Okay. <clears throat> is this on? Yes. This is a big announcement because mm. Taylor Swift has been taking all the oxygen out of the room for everyone. Has she? I think, you know, she's the she's, biggest star in the world. She's a big star. Yeah. yeah. Well, no longer. Okay. Her era is over because someone is coming back. Ladies, are you ready? Timbaland confirms that Justin Timberlake has finished up his next album. That could be exciting, maybe. I think it's going to be huge. His last one was massive. What What was was his last one? Uh, He was bringing sexy back. I think that was not his last one. Now he's just shaving his back. He's a little bit older. I don't think that's his last one, Sean. (laughs) No? Mm -mm. Oh, never mind. He had... I thought that was the last one. No, he had another album I actually liked. He's very talented. He's huge. I'm excited to listen to it. We had, didn't somebody say they saw him live and he was really terrible and got drunk or something? I think his last concert tour, he had a couple of, uh, I mean, you know, he's been famous since he was a kid. So we're lucky he's as like normal as he is. Yeah. But it's exciting. He's going to have an album coming out and Timberland is doing it. No Magoo. No Missy Elliott. Timberland's good though. Yeah. Maybe if I work with Timberland, he could help me reach the top of the charts. Maybe. Maybe. That's a Weezer song. I just stole that. I figured it was something because it was very random. Okay. Are we ready to move into? Hills, no, I never liked that song. I that was like my least favorite of all their songs. Me, I was like, um, me, me. what is he saying? I always thought he was living, saying, oh, living, I was living thought, in Beverly Hills. Oh, it makes more sense. I have Mondegreen then. I thought it was Mini Me. 
Oh, fun. Minimi. Minimi. You know from Austin Powers? <laughs> yes. That's what I thought you were saying. I thought you were no. saying Minnie Me in Beverly living, Hills. Living. Oh, we're going to have so to put that on later. Now. I'm going to have to make sure that you didn't lose your mind. Okay, Sean's really breaking it down over there. I used to love Weezer. The, I did too, even that, that song. That song I, I hated hardcore. I didn't like that song that much. From the beginning. It was too whiny. I was like, shut the fuck up. But like, I like the concept of it, you know? Like he's finally there and he's he's living. Okay. With mini me. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually not living at all. He's mini me. And I always wondered why. Vern Troyer. I love that guy. He was so funny. He was. Okay. Are we ready? We have an update. Random thoughts and Norwegian words Ooh. from our buddy Christina. It says, hi, Sean, Katie, Roxy, and the OTDM community. How are you? I'm actually good. Today's been a busy day, but a good one. No complaints. Better now that your letter's here. Right? Boom. Boom. This is Christina writing in from Norway. First, an update. Last time I wrote in, I told you about my mom and that they found some metastasis in, did I say that right? I think so, in her liver. So she had to start chemo. Yes, we were worried and experienced quite a lot of side effects, one of which was the loss of her normal speaking voice, which has now returned 100%. Thank God. Very cool. She had a CT scan and it revealed that the chemo wasn't working since the meta stasis on her liver had grown and there were new ones on the liver she then had to start a tablet form of chemo and had a new ct scan at the end of january and guess what the mets were way smaller and there were no new ones that's awesome Yay! i we're the living in such a cancer cool i know time to that, that these treatments are available it, mm -hmm. it's really mind-blowing yeah that was great news and we received it the day before her birthday so it was a real celebration awesome she has to continue the tablet form of chemo, but that's great news that it's working. It's responding, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Amazing. Yay. Okay. We're moving on quickly. Randomness. In episode 122, I think you must have been talking about handwriting or maybe even the word graphology came up. I don't quite remember. I write keywords down when something you bring up brings something to mind for me. I love that. In high school, I started paying attention to different teachers' handwriting and I noticed a trend. Now, this is by no means scientific, but I thought it was cool. The humanities teachers, meaning English, art, psychology, history, music, all seem to have similar handwriting. Hmm. Normally a bit flourished or something. That's funny because I was just wondering because I obviously I'm not a teacher, but psychology is my jam and my my handwriting's like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> very flourished. Meanwhile, flowery. It's very flower. I have very flower. My dad's handwriting was like beautiful. It was very like flowery cursive. It's beautiful handwriting. Artistic versus, uh, she's going to say the science are teachers ready? are like writing in small, tiny print. We'll have to see. Perfect font. Which is kind of funny. And I believe this is, uh, there's got to be a study about this, Christina, because even within our community, because I receive cards and letters from you guys sometimes, I can tell you that this rings true for that as well. Mm. Because meanwhile, the math, chem, bio, and physics teachers, physics teachers all seem to have similar handwriting, which was normally straight, neat, no embellishments, etc. Yes, correct. I was quite interested in this trend and observed other people's handwriting. My mom, who was quite artistic, had similar handwriting as my humanities teacher. And going into college, this trend continued with my professors. I think it's quite interesting that you are noticing this. I love I it because it is detective. true. Because we have a lot of like the math sciencey people and they write like these little neat letters and then other people more like me or more like uh, artsy very flourish but to start this observation mm -hmm. early in the study and you're like you're you're watching your teachers when they're supposed to be watching you but you're actually the master now you know no that's what it seems like to me she's just they wrote 
on her papers, I'm sure. Mm. And she was like, oh, all their writing kind of looks the same. Mm. She's the master. <laughs> she noticed the handwriting's the same. Therefore, she is now the master <laughs> of, of psychology, of math. No. I just thought it was interesting <laughs> that, you know, you're that sentient about mm-hmm. certain things. Is that even the right way to express that? I don't know. Anyways, moving She's on. She's that aware. Okay. Aware. That's, In episode you. 136, so we've already, we're moving on. In episode, episode, episode 136, I think you must have been talking about food textures or something, and it brought a funny, sort of, but also scary story to mind. A long time ago, my mom and I once stopped at what we thought were onion rings in the freezer food section. At the time, these weren't commonly seen in grocery stores, so we bought them and cooked them at home. I bit into one and thought it was quite rubbery. Was this calamari? Sounds like it. Mm. Let's find out. Um, I don't think I quite chewed it enough or something because when it swallowed, it stuck in my throat and I couldn't breathe. My mom heard me struggling and I think my panicking was making it all worse. After some thuds to the back, the piece of onion ring finally came loose, but it was not an onion ring at all that we had bought. It was calamari, which was even more of a rare find in the grocery store. That's funny. I used to love calamari as a kid, so my mom would get it sometimes. You'd think that calamari would probably be fairly popular in a country that is an oceanic right? nation. Is but, that even the right way of describing What am I doing with the words today? <laughs> but, I, you know. Um, what nation is that, bore, that is like that a little. That has sea frontage. It's a peninsula, so to speak, right? Is it Norway a peninsula? Or is, it's not an island. So. No, it's not an island. But it has ocean on all sides and it's not very wide. Norway. Yes, way. Yes, way. Um, that's so interesting. We had calamari at the grocery store and onion rings, but that's funny. Maybe their freezer section is just different than ours. Get different foods. I kind of get the feeling, mm-hmm. aside from sun countries, like Japan is very Japanese. Mm-hmm. You like how I was serious with Japanese. Very serious. But I think a lot of nations have really opened up. Like it's we're just living in a global era. Mm-hmm. So we're sharing different ideas on the internet and you're seeing Nona Silvia cooking in Yeah, we're more connected Italy. so we get to see more foods. Yeah. But I think in general... The great thing about America and North America as a whole is like we're just this melting pot because so many people immigrated here over time. Mm -hmm. And so we have a lot of variations. I mean, Americanized versions, but still there you can find an authentic Italian place probably in New York, maybe Sbarro's or L.A. or, you know, I don't know, in certain areas, I'm sure. Or if you have like a Nona who's cooking in your area, that's amazing. And Mexican food and Japanese food and all sorts of things. You know the sign of a, a true Italian household that you want to eat at is? Two kitchens. Yeah. One in the basement where Nona lives, you know? That's where Nona lives. Yeah, Make her cook her the own, sauce. She's got her own sauce going 24-7. Yep. Amazing. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. This is now entitled Super Bowl episode. Okay. In the Super Bowl episode, someone wrote in about their roommate from hell, and it reminded me of a roommate that I had my sophomore year of college. At the end of a freshman year, at the end of freshman year, I didn't have anyone to room with. So the protocol was just to show up at your allotted room lottery time and try to get a single or meet someone randomly Hope to room the with. Best. That's crazy that they would just randomly room you. If we didn't get paired with someone, they would just pair you beforehand so you could like get to know them. They'd give mm. you their email or you were by yourself. If you happen to not get paired, you happen to get a room by yourself, which was like hitting the fucking lotto. I never did. But <clears throat> unfortunately... No singles were available. Oh, they had single rooms. No singles were available. So I was paired with a random person. Initially, she was okay. But then problems started popping up. She did not like having the light on in the room. What? Like Ever? That day? 
<laughs> if you could turn the light down. <laughs> what? Sorry, I was watching TV. What did you say? Right. We had one of those big fluorescent lights. So I kind of understood it, but it also had a lot. I also had a lot of homework to do. And I'm not the type of person who likes to come in after a long day and just settle. So I ended up buying a little desk lamp. I would have too, to switch on so I could see what I was doing at night. It seemed reasonable. Then as the nights became colder, I would switch on the heater to warm it up. She did not like the heat on either. What? Is she, is she a vampire? Uh, watch what they do in the shadows. I think she might be. Guillermo. Guillermo. Mi familia. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So I would switch it on when she wasn't in the room and then switch it off. However, it was still too hot in the room. What is she from? Fucking Antarctica? So I would just pile on more clothing and started wearing gloves in a scarf. <laughs> then it turned out that she liked listening to audiobooks to help her sleep. But I guess her hearing wasn't so great because she would hook up the audiobook to her speaker. What? Get the fuck she out. She sounds nice. This is terrible. This is terrible. That's so disrespect. Yeah. You know, you're young. You don't realize. What? That you have your speaker on? It's an ice And it was box. quite loud it's for dark. me, she says. I asked if she could please turn it down because I couldn't sleep. She would turn it down, but I think she would turn it up after I fell asleep because I would wake up in the middle of the night. Then she would have her alarm also hooked up to the speaker because I would wake with a start as her alarm blasted through the speaker. You got to start or fight fire with fire. In this case, Unplug build a fire. speaker and throw her speaker in it. <laughs> heat that place and up. her alarm was not your typical alarm, or at least it wasn't something I'd ever heard. It had sirens in it and a voice announcing, danger, danger. Oh my God. It's like traumatizing every morning. It alarmed me the first time I heard it. The worst is that she would often not hear it. So I would try to wake her up by trying to shout louder than the alarm. And then I couldn't figure out how to switch the speaker off or turn it down. In addition, she would snore. She's got to get the fuck out. Very loudly. I understand that some people snore, but this would also keep me awake sometimes. There was even one night where my friend from two floors above messaged me and asked if my roommate was snoring. <gasps> get out. In addition, there were a few times where I would wake up and she would be standing over me. Which kind of creeped me Good out. Good evening. I know. I've come to suck your blood. <laughs> I would try to talk to her about some of this stuff, but unsuccessfully so. To the point where I would feel like I was the one who was doing things wrong. Oh, no. I tried to talk with my RA, but she would ask what I was doing. Also make me feel like I was in the wrong. You, If you just listed the things that you told us, they'd be like, this is just a bad match. She needs to find another vampire. <laughs> another deaf snoring vampire to house her with i eventually met a really good friend who i'm still friends with now even though i haven't seen her since 2018 and she had an empty bed in her room as her roommate had moved out so i ended up practically moving into her room by the spring of my sophomore year That's or fair. who had vanished because there was a vampire <gasps> on the floor at the end of the year we were required to clean out our rooms thoroughly including vacuuming or else we'd be charged cleaning fees i went into our room after my roommate had left and she did not clean out at all and by this, I mean there was a bunch of stuff left in her drawers and her closet. She's I asked left. someone about whether I should clean it out or if I should leave it. And they said we would be charged for having to have someone clean up after us. So I got to work with cleaning and was very creeped out afterwards. What'd you find? In one of her drawers, I found some knives. In the back of her closet, I found a jar with some type of liquid and a photo and other things in it. Um... <laughs> 
We, I, it may not be a vampire. It may be a serial killer. You're lucky. Looking back, I would have handled things a bit differently. But hindsight's twenty twenty. Should have had some nunchucks ready to go. I'll nunchuck you. Okay, moving on. Psycho. I know vampire. In episode one forty six, we're she's just moving right along swiftly. You were talking about not being able to get in to see doctors without having to wait for a long time. I have glasses and really bad eyesight where if I take my glasses off, unless I know the place really well, I won't be able to make my way around. It's like your sister in one eye. I see my optometrist every year and in 2020, she found something at the back of my retina that she was a bit concerned about. And so I want, and so she wanted to get me in to see an ophthalmologist. However, because of COVID, there would be a wait. I totally understood this. In 2021, there was still a backlog. So I was still on the waiting list. In 2022, I went and my ophthalmologist said that the thing she was a bit concerned about was more of a concern. Oh my God. Thanks for telling me. Two years later, she said it's called lattice degeneration. Essentially, it's a sort of thinning of the retina over time, which can lead to retinal detachment. I had a friend of mine get retinal detachment, and that is terrifying and terrible. But then do they put like a little buckle in there, which is basically like a, just a little piece of tape that holds the over retina top. In they place. put like another, um, almost like you know, they saw them lift up my my lid when I, they did my LASIK. Uh-huh. They put like another one of those over top, but it takes a while. They have to like stitch it. It's a or, or it was. It might be better now. And who knows? It's all. It probably they do it with computers. I don't know. Okay. So, this sounded quite scary to me, obviously, and she went through the signs and symptoms that I should be aware of in case it should happen. If the re- there's nothing they can do, what? If the retina does detach, she said I would need to get the emergent go to the emergency room ASAP, and they would need to perform surgery to reattach it, or else I could lose my peripheral vision, or even lose most or all of my eyesight. That is true, but couldn't they put get you in today? Fix it. <laughs> no. This made me a bit more alarmed because it sounded like it could detach at any moment, right? Which is sort of true, but it felt like it could detach any second. In a sense, I then asked about the optimal. Then asked about the ophthalmologist and when I could get in. And she said I was still on the waiting list. This is about eight months ago and I still haven't seen the ophthalmologist. Fingers crossed it'll be sometime this year, but who knows? We've got a lot of defunding of the healthcare systems here. Oh, that's a bummer. Which is affecting both health care workers and the patients. It's not that there isn't money. It's more the allocation of the money. Isn't that so frustrating? That's like, even in America, I'm like, we're the richest country in You fucking can't get, you're like, what are we doing with ourselves? Okay. You were also talking about chronic pain or injuries. In my junior year of high school, I somehow sprained my knee by getting off a bus. Aye. Or I thought it was a sprain. I wrapped it and hobbled along for a bit. Eventually I went to see my GP because it just wasn't getting any better. And he referred me to get an x-ray. They couldn't find anything wrong. So then I got an MRI. They still couldn't find anything. I then got crutches so that it might give my knee a chance to heal. 10 years later, and I still can't kneel on that knee, and it still flares up in pain when it's cold. What? Something's going on there. I have fallen on this knee. I bet you Tom is yelling right now. Right? He's like, (laughs) stupid doctors. They're the worst. (laughs) I have fallen on this knee a couple of times and had another x-ray since. They found some fluid on the knee, but they say it's nothing to be concerned about. You're like, I'm concerned. I don't know why it frustrates me when, like I used to tell our dermatologist, I'd be like, this mole is bothering me and I don't like it. And he's like, it's nothing to be concerned about. I'm like, me bringing it up to you shows I'm concerned. Take it off. I don't want. Ooh, doc, it hurts when I go like this. Then don't do like that. And you're like, Shut the fuck up. Yeah. 
<sighs> if anyone has any advice, that'd be greatly appreciated because I'm not sure what to do. Another suggestion given to me is that I should lose weight, which I did and it still didn't help. Oh, that's I and I not to say that weight loss can't assist in some things, but I find that answer or that solution so frustrating. You know, I mean it. It makes sense in a lot of ways if it. But if like she did something to it, she tweaked it, so something happened. Totally get it. It wasn't like oh, over time my knees have started to hurt. Like my grandma was um, pretty heavy, and both her knees she had to have them replaced. Um, and the doctor had said it was because of her her weight. That's fair. So I'm gonna throw something out there. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a kinesiologist. I'm not even in good shape. But um, there is someone that I follow online mm. with the hopes of actually. Um, knees and toes or what's it called yes uh, i want to pick up their program and start applying it because i've done for probably about the last year i've been looking probably. at it probably <laughs> what note was that i don't know high e <laughs> um so the way the knee works the articulation mm-hmm. um when you're moving forward was it real anyway continue sorry flat <laughs> more sharp continue. uh well, anyways, there, there's a way to strengthen it, and that's by walking backwards and then putting a load on as well. So like pulling stuff backwards, like a sled if oh, you're at a gym or something. Yeah. But the simplest way from what I understand, because my knee, my right knee has some issues or it's but a little loose. But she could put like some weights on a yoga mat and pull it across the carpet. Pull it across the carpet or... Or a towel if it's on hardwood. Walk backwards down the street. Um, just the act of walking backwards Maybe apparently... Maybe in your house so you don't fall. I don't want to hurt yourself out in the public. Yeah, but if you've got a sidewalk or whatever and there's no one around. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, Knees Over Toes guy, and they have some sort of institute here in Austin. I think I'm going to go check it out. I'm, I'm quite interested because... His uh, knees are bad. They were, and now they're amazing. The guy's got this vertical leap of like 30 feet or no, something. No, yours. Oh, yeah, mine are still bad. <laughs> I have done nothing. I was like, they're better? I'm just handing how, out advice right now. I'm like, how come you haven't told me they're better? No, they're not better, but... Um, <laughs> I try and walk Roxy backwards sometimes, but mm-hmm. she doesn't want any of that. She's like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll put the link finally, in the description though. Knees over toes guy. Christina, you can check it out. Okay. Finally, <clears throat> you were also talking about saunas and ice baths. It's ultimately, or it's ultimately, it's definitely a huge thing in Finland. Maybe even in Sweden, but in Norway, they also do this. I think up north, they might have more of a setup like in Finland where with the sauna near a body of water so you can go for a dip and then run in the sauna. But I was at a friend's bachelorette party last spring, which was a spa day. And the place we went to had three types of saunas. Three? A warm pool okay, and a small area with really cold water, maybe like 35 degrees Fahrenheit or so. I had several dips in the cold water and then ran into the spa and it felt very refreshing. Yeah. And since then, I've tried having a cold rinse after showers. Before, I would have problems with getting either really cold or getting really hot, but I found that after the spa day and after several cold rinses after showers, my temperature regulation has improved a lot. I might try that because I, I get overheated. It's fantastic. It's cold at the shower. Are you cold at the end? Oh, yeah. Well, I see this is already a really long email, so I'll stop here. I will leave you with some Norwegian words for you to try to pronounce Wait. and guess the English translation. Did I miss something? I thought she said there were three types of saunas. Yeah. Hot, cold. Yeah, they had. Hold on. And so lukewarm. Basically. They had three types of saunas. Uh, the sauna. Oh. A warm pool and a really, really cold. Oh, okay. So Sorry, one's I a sauna, and then yeah. one's a hot soak and a cold soak, mm-hmm. and then one's a steam. Yeah, the warm pool and the cold water. I wonder and if there's a country where it's like hot, cold, and Jello pool. Or Jello. <laughs> We're fun people. <laughs> okay. 
So Jello's good for your body. You the know, first whatever. Norwegian word, then you become Norwegian, is mat. M-A-T. Okay. What do we think that is in English? It's the thing on the floor by the door. I'm going to say it is a car. Oh. I'm just throwing words out. I have no idea. Number two is fisk. Why do I feel like we that live? is a fish. fish? Yeah, it's fish, isn't it? Ludfisk, rotfisk. But it's Norwegian that you're thinking. But we'll just I think go they with say fish. the same thing. Then the next is K N E. So me. K A N E. K N E. Just three letters. K N E. We are the Knights of Ni. Yeah. Um. I'll yeah. say bread. Oh, knife. Right. No. Maybe. Okay. Th- it's four. Bad, bad answer. Bad four. Answer. <laughs> four is is batting. I-S-B-A-D-I-N-G is batting. Is batting. Is that to like go running maybe? Is batting. I don't think it's a verb. Maybe mat is sauna or spa. Oh. Mm. Is, is matting. Batting. Is batting. Is batting. I'm going to say that's. Uh, He's on deck. He's batting. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'm trying to think of things with the letter. Maybe K-N-E is knee, but is batting maybe is like a, maybe that's sauna. Hmm. I have no idea. I'm going to go with uh, rapping. Okay. Five is D-U-S-J. Does Dusk. Dusk. Hmm. Uh, Disc. Splash. Okay. Thank you for reading this letter. No, balls well, Christina. Okay. We suck. <laughs> we're horrible. <laughs> well, we didn't. I mean, we're okay. Matt, pronounced macht, M-A-H-T, so mat, is food. Oh. Two is fisk is, is fish. Fisk. Fisk mat. Oh, knee. K-N-E is knee. Pron- pronunciation. Kne. 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 I, I know I'm saying just, it like, like I can't even read. Like Forrest Gump. Mm. Number four is batting is is bading. Trans- oh, ice bath. Ice bath. Oh. Oh, or ice swimming. You know, her words are always related to the That's story. That's what I was like. Maybe it's sauna. Damn. Swimming in cold water. And then dush, the the dush, the douche, dush is shower. Shower? Du- yeah. Oh, yeah, oh douche. that's really close because like douche. Uh, it's French. Uh, Spanish, romance. Yeah, Spanish is du- duchar. Du- it's douche. Duche, duchar. Il duche. Il duche. That's Italian for I think it's bad ducha. Person. Like if you're going to do it, it's I think it's D-U-C-H-A. I could be wrong. Ah. Yay. Thank I you. I wonder why mm-hmm. the language carries similarities to romance languages in a Norwegian language. That's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Hmm. Oh, sorry, Tom. I started you a little preemptive. So our last, all we have time for today, because we're actually Tom Bodet from Virginia. We got Tom, and it's entitled, at least from what I can say, is George Washington. Sorry, it just keeps, he's just he's chomping at the bit. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. George Washington and Jeff. That's all I can see. I don't know why it won't show Jefferson? me. Jefferson? I don't know. Just it doesn't show me the whole thing. George Washington <laughs> and, and Jeff. And every time I try <laughs> to. Story by Tom. <laughs> every time I try to click it, it keeps restarting. I'm like, I just want to know. George Washington and his dog, Jeff. <laughs> okay. One day through the cherry trees. Hello, Katie and Sean. It's Tom, your Virginia correspondent here. And Jeff. Got my dog, Whitey, with me today. And- Ooh, tippy tap. Hey, I put off sending y'all anything for a while because I knew Katie was pretty far behind on emails. And Sorry. Just wanted to be courteous. Didn't want to clog up the inbox. Anyway, it's interesting talking about my late Uncle Kermit. 
Oh, Kermit. He was quite a guy. In fact, he was remember an amateur Hampton? boxer. Yeah. And... I remember. I just didn't remember his name was Kermit. What a fun name. I love it already. Like to fight guys that were much bigger than him. In fact, there's a story about my late grandpa taking him to the hospital. And this was back in the 30s. And tell you how far medical care has come. My grandpa asked if they were going to put leeches on him to get rid of the bruises. Yeah. <laughs> I might go for a good leeching later. Doesn't people, I don't know if people know that they did that. And they would even put it on um, when people would have wounds that they, like, let's say you were at war or whatever and you lost part of a limb. They'd put leeches on the end to get the blood going there. Yeah. So, so the, leeches then, are then still they, used. Yeah, oh, they are. Yep. Oh, cool. And they're cleaner leeches than, you know, they're not just swamp leeches. These are medical leeches. But is there a difference? Well, I wouldn't want a Maybe muddy like bread. One. Well, of course they, they clean have... them off, Sean. They put them in like, wa- no. yeah, no, yeah. come on. But yeah, like if you, let's say I was to chop my thumb off. Yeah, they put leeches to bring it, and then they, back they to life. sew it back, uh-huh. and then to, yeah, to get the blood you going and blood to go. drain the the the, the stale blood because mm-hmm. leeches aren't particular though. They like any blood, any blood at all. Just like uh, roommates, you know. <laughs> anyway. That wasn't that long ago. I mean, mm-hmm. by the same token, 1930s were 90 some years ago. So wow. Yeah. We didn't have antibiotics either. It was a lifetime ago. That's like when I told you I went to that Johnson and Johnson thing and they thought the dirtier the jacket of the doctor, the better he was. That meant he was like, but, they, <laughs> but they didn't know about bacteria and it had a 50% death rate when you had surgery. It's like 50% chance it wouldn't make Pretty good rates, actually. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, compare the fact that they had no disinfectant. I'd say that's, that's pretty good. Anyway, I think I have a little piece of him in me, although we never met. Hmm. A friend of mine got some racks of lamb. I told him I was going to make some lamb chops and he didn't get them cut down. I said, well, you know what? We can't make them like this. Why don't you just get me a real sharp knife and I'll chop them up. And by God, I did. Mm-hmm. Say, if he had seen that, he would have been proud of me. Yeah, he would. But anyway, I'm not in George Washington National Forest. I don't know where the hell it gets that from. Maybe years ago, you know, there was an old map and this was National Forest here. Mm-hmm. But I live in a Mediterranean-style house on the golf course. Oh, nice. Although the GPSs are kind of screwy. The next town to the west to here is North Taswell. And sometimes I get that North Taswell's timestamp all my photos even though i'm at my house here in bluefield so oh funny i don't know who knows technology's come so far yet still has a ways to go agreed but old tom from virginia love it if y'all could ever come and visit me i'd leave the light on for you <laughs> i might be in the leg lamp <laughs> fragile fragile it's tom's house tom loves you all and he's always happy to see you Wonderful to hear from you, Tom. I love the tippy tappies too. I don't have that skill for uh, for butchery. You know, like yeah, people, I'm not good people at that know either. how My to like certain cuts of meat. I think hunters are like to Tom. Tom's point, he was a hunter. Exactly. Like, you know what to do. Yeah. I just saw something really cool, by the way, and I'll make Jeez. it quick. I saw uh, on TikTok mm-hmm. a gentleman. Mm-hmm. It was like a little mini documentary, six minutes long. Uh-huh. Um, was it TikTok? That's six minutes long. Wow. Uh, anyways, he was making buckskin. He's a, a, oh, a Native American yeah. showing you how he did it. And, you know, it's been passed down. Blah, yeah, blah, very blah. cool. It was amazing. I was so into it. to get it. it all in one piece is actually quite an art. 
Um, yeah, well, it was more like t- because buckskin is really soft. Mm-hmm. And oh, and like working the so leather on the backside. So they have to tan it, mm-hmm. right? They have to soften it. And it's, well, it's they a whole process. I won't tell you the process because yeah. it's kind of, you know, they soak it in brain juice. <laughs> oh, that softens it? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's part of the process of tanning but, a hide. You know, they use all parts of the animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of respect to the animal and things like that. I find it interesting. Yeah. But I also was raised around hunting and stuff. I know that gives some people the willies, but. No, oh, I think, know, but I'm not, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. My dad was so good at dealing with fish and meat and the butchery of it mm-hmm. that I never learned. Oh, it is something I would like to learn. I, I know I, how to descale them. That's actually pretty easy. A you fish? Get a certain descaler and you go the oh, opposite yeah. way. You hold the tail. And yeah. It's kind of rough, but that's how you get them off. He's not going to use them. It's true. Okay, with that said, <laughs> we're out of here. It's time Thank to Thank you for sending your letters. If anything sparked any thoughts or ideas, send them to otdmpod at gmail.com. Share this podcast with a friend. We love you all. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.